here we are, I did it. I made it to the credits of Sea of Stars. This episode will be my final thoughts on the game and where I stand after 28 hours. That's a good chunk of time right there. I'll be going through all my thoughts, impressions, the whole shebang. Of course, I will break it down into non-spoilers so you can still see if it's worth your time without those pesky little spoilers. Let's dive in to the final episode of Sea of Stars. Welcome to Bits of Time, and thank you for joining me. I am Michael, your host for today, and let's do it. <sighs> did my wrinkles go away? No, they did not. And I kind of knew that after part two, the things that were bugging me about this game, they did not go away. <laughs> Actually, there are some towards the end that just added on to this that made me... Oh, ooh. There are some choices I did not like towards the end of this game, but there are some of my favorite moments of the year in this game as well. So I am very torn on this game. I'm much lower than I thought I would be at this point, but I still finished it, still enjoyed playing it. It didn't crack my like all-time favorite RPGs. Like everybody's hyping it up to be, maybe even myself a little bit. Who is this game for? Well, not entirely myself, but if you like old RPGs, you're gonna love it. If you want a game that cuts out a lot of the fluff of RPGs, you know, you go into battles a lot quicker, has a lot of modern day upgrades, this game is definitely for you. And I know you're out there, those people that like the goofiness, you know, the not so serious RPGs, this has some definitely serious moments, but this is a more lighthearted experience. So if that's your vibe you're going for this year, check it out. Now on the other side of the spectrum, if your focus is mainly character driven RPGs, I don't know if this one really gets there. It has some great character moments, but I don't think the characters are super fleshed out, especially towards the end. And I also think there are some loose ends that aren't tied up, and they make some interesting choices with the villains towards the end of the game that I didn't vibe with, but you might. I also feel like if you are one that wants to do a lot of extra content, in this game, for me, it wasn't totally worth it. It is more combos and more you know, good equipment, but there's not enough to drive me through it because I could make it through the game without having amazing equipment. I could just use the battle system itself and I didn't really have to worry about it. The cooking mechanics itself also helped me get through tougher fights. There is a good amount of side content and some of it's actually pretty intriguing, especially with some world building stuff, but just temper your expectations. And the big thing for me is I love how quickly you get into battle but towards the end, I was really slogging through it. I didn't, when I saw enemies on the screen, I was like, ah, I gotta go in another battle, I guess. Which is interesting because I liked the battle system a lot. There just wasn't enough variety in types of, I kept doing the same thing over and over again, which I get. That's what you do in RPGs. <laughs> they become repetitive after a certain point. And I actually like that. I'd like that comfort of knowing what to do when I get in the battle. But there just wasn't enough variety for me towards the end game. And maybe I was just ready for this to be over. And that's okay, you know? We're gonna have, some people might love it all the way through the battle system, and I hope you do. But my stickler was how you level up in this game, how so infrequent it is in, you know, almost 30 hours of gameplay. I didn't level up that much. So I need that dopamine hit of that. You know, maybe part of that is a <laughs> my choice of playing Fire Emblem Awakening also while playing this game. 
and you know the constant stat upgrades and leveling up in a strategy RPG versus this one, maybe that was a little, maybe it was a bad choice. But even without that, I had that feeling before I started Final Awakening. So I know it's not that. This has that Paper Mario effect where, yeah, you get to choose extra stats, bonus stats for certain areas like magic defense, magic attack, more health. And that is fun. I like that choice. But the infrequency of it makes me feel like I don't, I'd rather have it the scrap that part and just make me level up more. And I'm sure this is tied into the code to make this more accessible and fluid where you don't have to grind as much, which is true. I did not have to grind in this game. So besides my battle system woes, this game still has an amazing soundtrack. The art style is phenomenal all the way through this. Oh, this is just a gorgeous game. And the set pieces you get to later on, oh my gosh, are they great. And we're going to be talking about those very shortly in the spoiler section, so stick around for that. But those are my kind of thoughts. This is a good game. I wish it was an amazing game for me. I know it's going to be an amazing game for a lot of people out there, and I'm definitely glad for them, and I'm happy I played this game. But since I've started this quest-along journey, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 and Fire Emblem Three Houses, this is definitely my least favorite. But that doesn't take away from the goodness of this game. And let's talk about some of the best moments of this game right now. Ooh-wee, we got a lot to talk about. I really wanna jump right to the end, but I'm not going to, because I'm gonna talk about my favorite moments because I wanna start off with the positive because there's a lot to love in this game. I can't believe they actually killed off my favorite character, Garl. My gosh, I didn't actually see that coming. But I will say, I think this character death, even though the weirdness you do cooking the meal to wake the dragon, that's a little strange. You know, that goes with that goofiness that I'm talking about that I don't totally vibe with. But his character death and ending is done so freaking well. Probably one of the best character deaths I've seen in a video game in a long time. This is compounded by the fact that they keep referencing and going back to this tree, you know, it's at the end game as well. They totally changed up the art style with the comic book style panels and just showing them grieving and taking time. Oh, just really, really good stuff. So I definitely commend them for, you know, I, I talked a little badly about the character development. Garl had a very good character development, a character arc all the way through. And I feel like he was the catalyst for them to get even stronger. So his character itself had so much weight going all throughout the story. And maybe that's why, I, you know, this third half of the game, it got really good. But I also felt it was missing something. Maybe that was just Garl's presence. I don't know. <laughs> he was my favorite character and they killed him off. So that probably has something to do with it. But also my favorite. Oh my gosh, this moment's so good. When you traverse through the Sea of Stars... It is so epic. The colors, the music, the visuals, everything just culminated into this excellent moment. And then that led to a very Chrono Trigger-like, you know, different side, different entire world. You know, and Chrono Trigger was a destroyed world in the future. This is a separate world that's more technologically advanced. I very, I got so much Chrono Trigger vibes when going to this area. So that Sea of Stars moment, then paving the way to get us to this new area. Very, very well done. And if we pop back, you know, right where I left off in part two is we were about to get to the Clockwork Castle. Freaking awesome area. I really like the design. I like the music. 
And I still, all throughout this experience, I love the puzzle solving of dungeons. It's fun, it's not too complicated, but there's enough going on that it kept me engaged all the way through. Now, I wish the battle system also kept me <laughs> engaged all the way through, but it did not. Though I did love a lot of the boss designs and stuff like that that we get to. There's a lot of cool ones. I really like the, man, that, that robot you fight with the vials that heals itself and just such a cool aesthetic. But we should talk about the villains of this game now that we've gotten to that point as well, because this is where I'm torn, because I really like the evil alchemist. You know, Rasham's good friend, or used to be a good friend, and, you know, they're basically gods in this world. They're created on these worlds. And I love when you, when you, Garl is, I think, getting killed at this point, or, you know, he's about to die, and obviously he gets longer to live, but Rasham, like, freezes time. And the, the evil alchemist, I'll call, I'll call him Alfie, I like that name. He's just like, hey, how you been? And I just love that little character bickering between the two. It seems like they have some history, so that that that's another good character building mode that I think flops towards the end, unfortunately. But I like this very uber-powerful guy that is taking now our friends or our mentors and turning them against us. You know, one's memory gets wiped and the other one becomes this all-powerful. Who ends up being the last boss? Which, oh gosh, why? Why? So we, we're getting all the way to the Fleshmancer's castle. The Fleshmancer is the bad alchemist, Alfie. You know, I want to fight Alfie. If Rasham can be in our party with some trickery, why couldn't we have fought the main alchemist? No, instead we fight our mentor, which that storyline, I don't think really, it didn't go anywhere with me. I like that we fought her because, but she felt like a tier below the alchemist guy, obviously, because of power and all that. But you're telling me we are chasing the Fleshmancer who's been talked about since the beginning of this game, you know, even in the lore and all that jazz, and we don't get to fight him. <sighs> why do something where like he's only at a, like a third of his power and he like splits off from us his he like splits his soul or something i don't know maybe they're building for a sequel or dlc i'm not sure but knowing that rasham also went away from our party just be for reasons you know because he got more information from a past event he's like oh i gotta fix things but we never see the resolutions that Unless it's hidden behind, you know, doing endgame stuff, which again, I don't care. I don't I don't need to do that. If it, if that's the case, maybe I'll look up a YouTube video, but the final fight should feel like a final fight, and it did not for me. The set piece and the visuals, absolutely, but the choice of the villain did not. And without spoiling the end of Xenoblade Chronicles 3, I didn't love the last boss in that either. I mean, I like the set piece and stuff, but I, again, thought that was kind of ridiculous and goofy. But the character arcs and the reasoning, all the buildup, we were getting to that point, and that paid off. What do we get when, when for our characters when we beat this boss? We go god mode, but it's not a cool god mode. When we're talking about building two celestial gods, you know, the solstice gods, that sounded so cool. But do you know their choice of then we fly up into the air and a new dweller is here out of the blue, unless this was the dweller we were talking about, we were supposed to beat before and it turns into a shoot 'em up for some reason. I think this is supposed to be like, oh, look how epic this is. We're out in space. We're destroying people with these giant blasts. 
Man, it just fell all flat for me. Ah, gosh. I did not like this choice one bit. So you went from not having a cool last boss, even though visually I did like it, but I wanted it to be the, you know, the final, final boss that we've been trying to fight this entire time. And then you switch the game mechanics and then it just basically ends. Now, that's a lot of crap talk about the ending. Does that make the rest of the game bad? Absolutely not. But there, the problem with it is it was just another chink in the armor for me. I didn't vibe with the goofiness. The battle system got tiresome. And I just wanted it to be done. And then when it was done, I didn't really care for the ending either. So that, that makes it a little rough. I will say, though, after the credits are done and you see that little end scene with Teeks, Elder Teeks, and knowing that Zale and Valerie come by every year on the cook's death, I think that is very cool. And you know, the Teeks is playing off like, oh, maybe it is, who knows. I like that ending because it's still character building, it's still lore building, and it says a little bit about our main characters. When our main characters don't have too much development over time. I do like the reveal that Sarai is an android and she comes to that technology world. I thought that was pretty clever. Didn't really expect that. I knew there was something weird with her. I just didn't expect that. So that was pretty well done. The new party member you get very late in the game. Beast, I think is what they want to be called. B apostrophe I'm going to call him Beast. He's just a goofy guy. I, li I like him though. He's His moveset is interesting. <laughs> Pile driving like a WWE star. I can get behind goofy characters like that are joining my party. That's totally fine. If you, if you hit too many of them, there's like a threshold where I'm just, it kind of crumples with me. Like for instance, having fighting those bird people, one looks like Daffy Duck with a rocket launcher. Like why, why? Some people might really love that because I really like Teek's little animation whenever she sees somebody new and does that fast little move around like she's studying them. That's kind of goofy and weird. So again, it's just a personal taste type of thing. I like the, <laughs> I like my little Majin Buu little glass armor dude though. Beast is a beast. And I do think they kind of halt the momentum after you have to backtrack from this new world, then go back to the castle, which I really like the Clockwork Castle, to then unlock that person, to then get bypass this machine and yada, yada, yada. So there's some little dips in there, but man, did I love the underwater area the dockery homeworld i love that i love the spaceship the where you have to deactivate the clouds that whole area was super cool i especially love the giant people up in the sky world my gosh where you only see their feet some really cool character designs some very cool set pieces again that felt a little bit like chrono trigger going to the uh, floating islands up there but not a bad game to take your inspiration from which is kind of weird when they'll wrap up. They didn't reference those godlike people up there at all. But we did see both of the Necromancer sisters, which <laughs> I felt like that was so long ago by the time we saw this wrap up. But I love when RPGs, you know, do this end game wrap up where where is everybody that you've met along the way? What are they doing right now? Problem is, I didn't care for most of those. I like the mole people. The mole people were awesome. I, we got to see them a little bit. So that was nice. But they didn't do anything with the headmaster towards the end, which I thought they would. But maybe we're beyond that, so that was a choice. But the weird part is, I can't even remember his name, but the other mentor, the male one, you don't see him at all. I'm sure if I did some of the side content, maybe then he would pop up. But it's strange having him be such a... They're making that moment of him losing his memory so big that not running into him 
him and the main campaign is very odd. Another choice. So this game just leads up to, for my own opinions, is I don't love some of the narrative choices that they made. Some of them are really good. Creatively, from a lore building perspective, I love the two alchemists and their journey, especially the flashback scenes. I've really enjoyed that as well. And I like the Sea of Stars traversal, but I don't like the villain moments and some of our character moments. They, they take away from the impact. And that's my problem with it. Now, this might not affect you at all, and I hope it doesn't, because you're in the spoiler section, you've completed this game, and you're probably yelling at me like, why don't you love it? I do really like it still. Now, maybe not really like I like this game. It is a good game. And I'm happy I finished it. Maybe a little bit of relief versus wanting there to be more after I finish it. I'm, I'm pretty good shelfing this for a while. If I ever come back to it, I don't know. Okay, let's get out of spoilers. Let's get on to some final wrap-up thoughts. It took me 28 hours and two minutes specifically to beat this game. I was at level 20 when I beat the final boss. I 100% completed the wheel, so I got every figurine and beat each champion of every area or every table that you go to. Really fun, really love that. I did some additional ruin side questing, and that basically results to you go to a different area, you do, you do some puzzle solving and you get an item like a combo or a piece of some other thing. I did some of the fishing, but I really hate fishing in this. In <laughs> I just don't like fishing in most RPGs. So I left that alone after like three or four different areas. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. How long to beat says Sea of Stars takes 27 and a half hours, 34 and a half with some side content. So I, again, beat this game a little bit quicker than I thought I would. And I did some of the side content as well. So there you go. So that is the third game done in the quest along journey. Thank you so much for joining me. I have no idea what the next game is going to be, but there's a lot of choices coming out next year. That's for sure. I don't know if I'm going to go with a newer game coming out or if I'm going to go back to a one from the backlog. I don't know. It's kind of you have any feedback. Let me know and I will consider that if you enjoyed this series. Please share it with somebody else that you know loves RPGs because I need more downloads for these episodes. Makes me feel good. Because that Xenoblade Chronicles, number four specifically, is definitely taking the cake when it comes to downloads. Another quest is over, but there shall be more in the future. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the year. <laughs>